You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. ourselves in this place that we get awakened to God's help. And there's three steps that I see very, uh, they're very, uh, they're imperative. They're crucial to us walking in the help of God. They're crucial. See, I'm I'm speaking, but more than that, the Lord is speaking to someone here today that you're drained. You're drained. Because this world takes from us. Have you noticed that the world takes, you know, God gives to us. God gives us 24 hours a day. That's a gift. But have you ever said, I don't, just don't have time. I don't have, I don't have time for everything going on in the day. Can I, tell you, can I tell you what happens when you don't have time? It's because you're not prioritizing time. God gives you that day. And he said, I'm going to gift you this day. And, and, and with this gift, I'm going to give you the ability to use it for my glory or to use it for your glory, to use it for peace or to use it for tiredness and stress. You can use it for all these different things. My help is here for you. My help is here. And so as we look at being helped by God, there's, there's three things that, that need to happen. I want to pray real quick over, over the message, and, and then we'll go for the first step. Um, Father, thank you for every person here. Thank you, Lord, that you care so much about us, that you desire to help us in our time of need. Thank you, Lord God, that the mountains that are too big for us, the mountains that have us so tired that seem that they are unclimbable, the Everest in our life that seems so, challenge, uh, so challenging, Lord God, thank you that they are not too big for, for you. We declare today as a, as a church body, we declare as, uh, as, as anyone listening on the podcast, we declare that, that our help comes from the Lord. Because you're the maker of heaven and earth. And as a maker and the creator of everything that, is, that, is, that we see, that we, that we feel, that we touch, as the maker, you are the answer to those dilemmas that we face, to those challenges that have us stumped, to those situations where we've failed and we're left with regret but we come to you for help I just pray for every person that hands will be extended for your help to your help and we'll be very careful to give you all the glory as we pray in Jesus name and everyone said amen step number one to awakening to the help of God is you have to recognize that you need help. You have to recognize 
that you need help. Jesus told this story, I want you to think about it, to, to, to an audience of people to emphasize that a life that is void of the help of God will leave you in, in a desperate place in your life. He's talking to a lot of individuals. Just like right now, I'm talking to a lot of individuals. I'm talking to people that are at different phases of your life. Some of you are dealing with family problems. Some of you are dealing with work problems. Some of you are dealing with retirement problems. Some of you are dealing with hearing problems. So Jesus puts this out. He said, every person that ever sets out to live their life void of God, absent of God, is going to end up in a place of regret. You're going to end up in a place where you're going to scream for help. Luke 15, 13, and 14, going back to the story of, of the prodigal, he said, he, he being the younger son, he wasted all his money in wild living, and about the time his money ran out, then there was a great famine that swept over the land, and he began to starve. And when you are starving, you begin to recognize that you need help. When I'm starving, it's never a good time in my life. That's about noon, about seven, I'm starving in the morning. Maybe about 5.30, 5 o'clock, I'm starving. It's never a good, I always say, Lord, I need help. Shauna, help me, I'm starving. I'm starving, my ribs are popping out. Can you see them? That's not your ribs. <laughs> not your ribs, honey. No, they are, they're popping out. I can see them, they're popping down. When we get to the place in our life, like, like the younger son, when our, our, our wasted life, when we waste our life on wild living, we come to the conclusion that you need help. Anyone in here ever been there? You, you just, you wasted your life. You just partied your life. You, you went out. You did your own thing. You just, you just were out there. And then something happens, and it's called an epiphany. It's a realization that comes from God. It's a God light in your life. It's kind of like, what are you doing? Have you ever said, what am I doing with myself? Lord, are you there? Lord, if you're real. Anyone ever said that? That's called an epiphany. And every one of us that has a living relationship with Jesus has an epiphany. Because let me tell you, if you haven't had an epiphany, you haven't come to the place and the realization that you need help. And religious people need just as much help as people that are sinners, that you say they're sinners. Church people need just as much help as people that you say, man, they're, man I'm glad I'm not like them. Come to that place. That's what Jesus was trying to say. You need help. You need help. We come to this place. We get it. It's a revelation. I need to go back. And you don't even know where back was, right? You, you, sometimes, 
Have you been there? I, I need to go back. There was peace. When I was a child, there was some peace. There was a place that there was peace. God, if you're real, I need to go back. I need to go back to that place. That's exactly what that younger son was saying. I need to go back to my father. He had, a, he had an epiphany. He had, a, he had a revelation. He had something happen. I need to go back to that place, that place of refuge, that place where there's stillness, that place where I don't have the pressure all on me. I've got to get to that place. Because you lift your eyes to the mountains and you think, I can't do it anymore. I lift my eyes to the mountain. There's so many challenges that we're facing in our life. There's so many difficult. It just keeps, have you noticed that in life it seems like there's one challenge after another and you think I'm just going to get through with this one and everything's going to get better and then something comes in the mail, someone knocks on the door. Your son calls you up, your daughter calls you up, you go to the doctor and something comes up and there's another mountain that you're facing. And you look up to the mountains and you say, I can't, where does my help come from? Where, where does my help come from? How am I going to get through this? Some of you in college, there's another test coming up. There's another exam. There's more studying than another mountain. You say, where does my help come from? Something snaps. comes from the Lord. You see, some, my prayer for some of you in here is that something's going to snap in your mind and your heart. My help is going to come from the Lord. Not from religion. But from, from a relationship with your heavenly Father. The maker of heaven and the maker of of earth. And have you noticed that no one can help you until you have that epiphany? No one. You go, to, you go different places. I, before I came to Christ, I went to a lot of different places. I tried a lot of different things. And nothing helped. Because nothing was God. King David said this. He said, hear me, Lord, and answer me. I'm poor and I'm needy. This is the king of Israel. What, what, what he's saying is I'm empty. I'm empty. I, I, I'm at the place of desperation. And I'm like, Help me, oh, Lord. I am poor and needy. And I really believe that there's someone here today that you, you've come to the realization that you need God's help. There's someone here, you're hitting that, that it, it, I used to run the, the quarter mile in track, and, and there, you, there's a place in the quarter mile, it's at the three-quarter mark, that you hit something called the wall. And if you've run the quarter, you know what I'm talking about. Because you take off and everything's good. And you hit that three-quarter mark, about 200 yards left, and it's like, Ooh! and your legs feel like this. 
And there's people in here today that you're at that place, you hit that wall, you're, you're, you're needy, you're tired, everything, those mountains are upon you. It seems like you're not only climbing the mountain, but you're carrying the mountain. You feel poor, you feel needy. And you're saying, Lord, answer me. I need your help. And that's a wonderful starting point for your life. Because God is telling you today, I'm here to help you. Are you with me? But do you know what the next step is when you, when you, when you come to the realization that I, I need help? Do you know what the next thing is? You have to accept help. You have to accept help. It reminds me of a story. There was a man that um, he said, I have, I have faith in God. And it happened that one week there was a, a bad storm which was ready to hit the, the area where he, he lived. And, and, and the news <coughs> had announced that, 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 uh, that there was this storm coming. Every day for a week they, they were telling, warning individuals that they need to evacuate as soon as possible because they have to uh, avoid the, 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 this impact that this storm was going to bring. But the man said to himself, he said, oh, I'm okay, God will help me. And the rain started coming down and the storm hit. And then there were people that came down the street and they came in their four-wheel drive trucks. They were first responders. And they said, come on, you need to get out of here because this storm is, it's here. It is hitting and you need to evacuate right now. And the man said, no, 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 I'm okay. God will help me. And the rain started falling. It was crazy. Everyone was leaving and, and the rain started falling. The rain they started going up. And so the door couldn't open anymore, but they came to the window and they came in a, in a, in a uh, second responders in a boat and a motorboat, and they came, and they, they, not, they were not, and it was an intercom. Hey, need to evacuate. And the man opened his window, and the waters were coming down hard, and the waters were rising. And he looked out of the window, and he said, I'm okay. God will help me. No, you don't understand. The, the, the boat, the guy in the boat said, you don't understand. The rains are going to overtake your home. And the man said, no, I'm okay. God will help me. Some of you have said that. I'm okay. So the water went up above his house and he went up the attic and somehow got on top of the roof. And a helicopter came. The ladder came down, and the guy came to the roof and said, come on, we got to get out of here, dude. I'm desperately telling you, get out of here. You're going to drown. This water is just going to overtake you. I'm okay. God will help me. No, 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 no. You don't understand. Don't you? Look at the, look at the water that's coming down. Look at, look at what's going on around you. You need to get out. Everyone's out of here. Come on. I'm okay. God will help me. So that guy said, all right. Take me up. Went back up. Helicopter went away. Storm overtook him. He died. 
He went to heaven. He said, God, I told everybody that you were going to help me. God looked at him and he smiled. And he said, I sent help your way when the radio station and the television station began to announce that you need to evacuate. And then I sent help again when the water started coming up. And I sent that dude with a four-wheel drive. I don't know if the Lord would have said it like that, but maybe. <laughs> I sent that homeboy that was going to go in the four-wheel drive truck. Right? You know how the Lord talks to us sometimes, right? Homie, change your life. And he got, you know, I sent that four-wheel drive truck really nice. It had a nice, it had a nice stereo, too. It good music. You could have listened to it. would have been a great ride out. But you wanted to hear when the saints come marching in. You wanted to hear that. You didn't get in the truck. Uh, and, then I, and after that, I sent a, a boat. And that was really nice. It was really plush. I sent someone right to you, right to your window. For you to get some help and for you to get out of this storm and to be saved. And then I, you didn't take that. And I sent a last but not least, I sent a helicopter. Then a lot of aviation fuel just for you. But you said, no, God will help me. Those, we were screaming, there's a help. But aren't we something like that too? Aren't we, aren't we like that too? God, I need your help. God, I, I want to have a closer relationship with you. I want to spend more time with you. I, I want to get deeper with you. I want, I want for you to move in my life. And, and, and we offer, God offers things that are so important to us. And sometimes we say, I'm okay. I'm okay. What we learn about that younger son is that he accepted the help of God. He accepted the help of the Father. In fact, in, in verse uh, 17 and 18, it says, when he came, say it with me, when he came to what? How many of us have come to our senses? And he said, how many, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And, and here I am, I'm starving to death. I am going to set out and go back to my father because that is where my help will come. I am going to accept the help of my father. And there's someone in here, you need to know that God has been trying to extend the help that he has for you, and you deny, oh, some of us men, oh, we're notorious, I'm okay. I don't need a small group. I'm okay. The weak people need a small group. younger son came to his senses and he said I'll go back to my father Jesus he came to take our sin he came to take our shame he came to rescue us from the effects of the devil he came to cleanse us from the effects of the world. 
And then he said this to his disciples, because I want you to grab a hold of this. He said, I'm not going to leave you guys orphans. He said, I tell you the truth. It's actually for your advantage that I go away to the Father. And that's exactly what he's talking about. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die. I'm going I'm to be in the grave for three days. I'm going to rise from the grave on the third day. I'm going to spend some time with you, 40 days, and then I'm going to ascend to the Father. But it's for your advantage for me to go to the Father. Let me tell you why. Because he answers that. He said, if I don't go away, he said, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send, say it with me, send him. Not it. I will send him to you. And can I tell you, the helper has been knocking on the door of your heart. That helper, the counselor, the, the, the advocate, his name is the Holy Spirit. He's been knocking on the door of your heart, trying to help you with your life. But we sometimes say, I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't need a four-wheel drive. I don't need some. I don't need that preacher's talking to me. Every week, every week, that preacher is saying things from this word. I don't, I'm okay. I don't need help. God will help me. God is saying, I'm trying to help you. And that four-wheel drive is coming, and that, that boat is coming, and that, that, that helicopter is coming, and it, the Holy Spirit is sending help into your life. But some of us say, I'm okay. I'm okay. but I'm going to give you a revelation. You're not okay. I'm not okay without a daily walk with Jesus. I'm not okay trying to live my life independently of God. I'm not okay. I, I, can I say something? I screw up my life without God. I mess it up. We accept his help. And then what do we do? The last, the last step. The last step. See, we, we recognize that we need help. We accept his help. And then the, the third step that is vital is that you need to apply his help. We need to apply. We need to make it real. We need to, we need to activate his help. That younger son, he recognized that he was in a, in a desperate place in his life. He accepted. He said, I'll go back to my father. And then what I find is that he had to take steps to begin to activate and apply this help into his life. And I'm going to tell you, this is, this is vital. This is, uh, this is so important for every one of us. I wish I had a little bit more time. I'm going to go quick. These three things are what you need and I need to never be empty in our life. This is what you need so that you'll never be empty and depleted in your life. The first thing that we need to apply is we need to hear from God daily. 
Before we speak to God, we need to hear from God. And the Bible says that your faith comes from hearing, and that hearing comes from the good news about Christ. That hearing comes through the word of the living God. And when you read the word of God, when you internalize the word of God, you begin to hear from God, and it filters out all that garbage that the world and the devil and your flesh is trying to feed into your life and your heart. to hear from God. The second step, the second thing that you need to do to apply the help of God is you need to talk to God daily. I found out last week I was reading, I was going through some things, I found out that the average woman, the average woman speaks 20,000 words a day. Don't get mad at me. 20,000 words a day. The average man speaks 7,000 to 10,000 words a day. Here's my question. How many of those words are directed to God daily. A novel, when you read a novel, the average novel is 70,000 words. That's the average of a novel. So when you think about a, a, a lady that speaks, and I know some men that speak about 25,000 words. I've been around them, so, so probably me. Been but here's the thing. Of that half of a book that you're talking every day, how many chapters are you giving to the Lord? This is what the prodigal son said. He said, I will go home to my father and I will say, check this out, I will say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. What did he do? He talked to the father. In 1521, his son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and you. What stands out to me is he said to the Father, how many of us need to talk to the Father in our life? If you do, you will never, ever, ever, ever waste a word. When you talk to God, you will never, ever waste a word. And the last very important thing in applying, applying your help from God is you need to have fellowship with his people. See, God never drains us. God will always fill us. God never drains. He always fills. When people tell me I'm drained, I, I, I'm, I'm exhausted. Yes, the world exhausts us and, and, and situations, circumstances. But I tell you, when you hear from God, when you talk to God, when you make that your priority every day, he gives us 24 hours to be able to have this living relationship with him. And we can apply his help into our lives. So he gives us direction. And then we have fellowship with other believers. 
And other believers encourage you when you're going through a difficult time. They strengthen you when you're weak. When people tell me, I just feel so weak, I'm so tired, I can't do anymore. Have you been around fellowship where people are rawing you on? Or are you going home and being drained and you, all you think about is this situation instead of people telling you, you're going to make it. We serve a God that will tell you when you're facing those mountains, where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord, who's the maker of heaven and earth, the sustainer of life, who doesn't drain but fills. And I love this about this story in Luke 15, 22, 23. He said, his father said, his father said to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Now, this is a guy that had ruined his life. He had taken his father's wealth. He wasted it. And the father says, put the finest apparel in on him from this house. Go get a ring and put it on his finger and put these really nice really nice Nikes on his feet. But I love this last part. It says, then go and kill the calf. And this just helps me to know I'm not supposed to be a vegetarian. So just, I mean, just say, and kill the calf. If you're a vegan, I'm sorry. I'm just being biblical, okay? He says that, Go and kill the calf. Now, what did it say after that? Go kill the calf that what? No, no, no. They've been found. But it says, we. We. It didn't say I. It said, we have been fattening. And then it says what? I have to celebrate. We must celebrate. And you know what this speaks to me? It's, God gave me this revelation. It's, it's, I have to speak it to you because I love you. I have to say it. Number one, you guys need to go to La Carniceria, go get some meat. Number one. Number one. Number two, you need to put it on the grill. Number two. Number three, you need to start cooking it and get on your phone and text your pastor to come over. Number three, you have to do that. You have to. And Shauna and I will be over and we will help you celebrate and we will eat and make sure you have tortillas and pico de gallo and we will have a great time. God's people were never called to live in despair and desperation. We were called to live in the fullness of the almighty God. And anything that is depleting you of that is because these three factors are not being applied in your life. When you're hearing from God from the Word, when you're talking to God out of the 20,000 word ladies and the seven to 10,000 word men, if you talk to God and give Him a paragraph, give Him one line, God, I need your help. He will meet you where you're at. And before we pray, do not forget to invite me to your carne asada dinner. Father, we thank you for providing the help that we need in our times of trouble. So we ask you collectively, God, to guide us, guide our life, and draw us closer to your love and grace. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said a big amen. 
This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.